Thank you for listening to a message from the Oak Haven Church. The following sermon was recorded during our Sunday morning worship service. We hope that this message will be helpful to you and encourage you to explore the Word of God. And now, this week's message. Certainly the motivating power in our lives in this place. The love of Christ accomplishes all these wonders in these from now on moments we've, we've discussed over the weeks and, and I just summarized. Love drives his from now on moment on the cross. And we, crossed, we talked about the moment that sums it all up where in English it says, he says, it is finished. There in the Greek, John puts the word tetelestai. Can you say that with me? Tetelestai, which means it is finished in Greek. Jesus was not speaking Greek on, on the cross. He was most likely speaking Aramaic. And in Aramaic, the, even though it's not recorded, what is closest to what John has him say is um, mashalem. You say mashalem with me? Mashalem. It has its root in the same word as shalom. It doesn't mean peace, though there, there's a feeling of completion, especially of, of, of submission being completed, that, that as Jesus breathes his last, he has submitted to the very end to God's will, and his, his from now on moment is the moment that his submission is complete and his mission is accomplished. Love drives Paul's interaction with Jesus moment. As, as Jesus confronts Paul on the road, we all know the story, right? He's, he's Saul at that point, and Saul is Jesus' sworn enemy. But Jesus appears to him, and the, we'll, we'll, we'll go through that story sometime. It's, it's awesome. But, but Paul is transformed as he submits his life in his own from now on moment, and he is baptized, and the scales fall from his eyes, and he looks back to that moment over and over in his epistles, especially Romans, which we unpacked a couple of weeks ago. And as he gets into Christ in that moment, he links us to his story as he refers to our from now on in this passage as well. And the, the final concept that, that it's important for us to take away from this is, is Paul says that two things happen in our from now on moment with Christ. We are, we are bound with him and our sins are placed on him and he destroys them in his death. And in the same moment when that happens, we are also... Uh, given uh, a station, an identity, we are given our own mission, we are reconciled in order to be reconcilers, that that is part of what happens to us when we have our from now on moment and are joined to Jesus and the cross. So we've already mentioned Paul, let's, let's use him as, as, as a template. So very briefly, he has this moment with Christ and lives a radically different life compared to what it was before, all right? The life he lives looks like Jesus with ever-increasing glory, as we talked about. So he's living a, a Jesus life. 
he is then also pursuing, actively pursuing relationships with other people. Other people, total strangers. I mean, this guy, he, he's one of these folks, he never met a stranger. I mean, he can talk, he can talk the leg off a chair. He is, uh, he is very, very, um, uh, very social and is meeting people. And then he is explaining to them, he is conveying to them in words the message of Jesus Christ, okay? So you, there's, there's, there's three important handles there. He's living a life that looks different. He is engaging and forming relationships, and as a result of those two things, he is sharing verbally the message, the gospel, the good news of Jesus. So as Jesus teaches us in the, uh, in the Sermon on the Mount... All right, the first thing in the Sermon on the Mount, we all remember our Bible class days is, or I guess it would be the first things are the Beatitudes. Blessed are the poor in spirit. I have to say, I am so excited about exploring the Word of God with you. It's just so awesome, and I am humbled at the prospect. But every time I mention someplace, it's like, oh, we need to go there someday, including the Beatitudes. The first sentence out of Jesus' mouth after the Beatitudes is what? You are the salt of the earth. First thing he says. And I think we have a high sodium content in all the chili downstairs. I'm just going to guess that. Um, When Jesus uses this, I, I, I really don't think he's talking about flavor because at the time, salt is, of course, a preservative. They aren't carving blocks of ice out of the Sea of Galilee like you can down the street here in Winnebago or Butamort. There was no way to preserve things except to salt them. And the old, old saying is, uh, it, it was not too long ago, people used to say when they were putting something away for a long time, they were going to salt it away, all right? So we are the salt of the earth. We are the preservative that... God has sent to preserve the earth. And I do think there's part of the planetary stewardship embedded in that command that we talked about in Genesis about a month ago, but also that's shorthand for God for everyone. The word in Greek that's usually translated there, earth or world, is cosmos in Greek. So the, the, the universal preservation of all things is embedded in there, just like it is in the theme verse of the whole Bible that Royce and I both love. Remember it? For God so loved the world, God so loved the world, the cosmos, that he gave his one and only son so that whoever believes in him shall not perish. They will be preserved. They will have eternal life if the salt of the earth comes in contact with him. And so we are reconciled to be reconcilers. That is part of our salvation as part of our from now on moment. Now, we can talk about evangelism many different ways. There's, there's, there's all kinds of different models and approaches, and, and if, if they are helpful, then that's good because it is something we're called to, and we're in a very challenging time habitat culture right now. Uh, but it's important that we, we make an effort and, and, and seek to walk this part of our lives out. 
Because as agents of reconciliation, well, uh, let me just say that I have not studied uh, exhaustively. I've seen several different models. The one I like the most is Bill Hybel's old one, Becoming a Contagious Christian. Um, maybe we can go through that sometime because I think it's, uh, I think it's uh, practical and profound at the same time. But this is what uh, Bill Hybel says about uh, especially these three points we've just made. While it's a prerequisite to live a salty Christian life, is what we just described, to be highly potent, to look like Jesus, to be righteous, to be highly potent and in relationship with others, that alone is not enough. God forbid that we stop there because people end up in hell on that plan. It's imperative we also put the message into clear language our friends can understand and act upon. Those are powerful words. And even more powerful is the phrase that we are called to be ambassadors for Christ, to represent him of the, in the lives of those who don't know him, to represent him in the lives of those who have drifted away for one reason or another, to represent him in the, in the lives of people who have spent a lifetime looking, looking for love in all the wrong places, if, if I can just make a very corny country music uh, uh, joke. You know, it, we're, we're big fans of the uh, series Madam Secretary. I've learned a lot about the State Department and governance and diplomacy by watching it. I, I, I kind of knew it, but I, I was, have made, been made far more aware that when you're in a, an American embassy someplace else on earth, as soon as you step across the threshold into that territory, you're on United States soil. It's, 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 you, it doesn't matter what country you're, you're in, you are in the United States when you step into embassy soil. Likewise, we are the kingdom of God. Everywhere we step is kingdom soil. As we act as ambassadors for the kingdom of God, we, our presence it is what takes the kingdom because the Spirit dwells in us and the kingdom is with us wherever we go. So Paul builds his point in 2 Corinthians 5. Let's, let's, let's look at that uh, again, those last three verses. If anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself. And at the same time, there's two things. We are reconciled and then gave us the ministry of reconciliation at the same time. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world. There it is again, the cosmos, reconciling the, the world, the cosmos to himself, not counting their trespasses against, um, against them, and at the same time, entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. If there's someone in this room who has not been reconciled to God, I implore you, be reconciled to him. 
send me an email, give me a call, we can chat. It's, he's, he's, he's made it as, as unbelievably too good to be true, easy as possible. For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Remember, that's, that's, the, that's the ultimate power of Jesus from now on moment, when our sin, he becomes our sin and destroys it so that we can become the righteousness of God. So the old joke is anytime there's a therefore, you have to ask, what's it there for? So therefore, okay, so Paul is building a forensic, almost a legal case to, to hit us with, with his conclusion. So since you are a new creation, and that taps into, we talked about that, that taps into the whole, the whole image of the power of God creating from the beginning. So since you are a new creation empowered by the Spirit that created everything, since you are not looking at people through fleshy eyes anymore, he uses that word sarks, your eyes aren't a flesh anymore, you're not viewing people as enemies, as adversaries that you're in a contest with, they're not objects that you're lusting after or desiring, you're looking at them through the eyes of the Spirit and seeing them as valued fellow image bearers. And since Christ loved you enough to go to the trouble of finding you and saving you, then for the love of Christ, live like you represent him. Love like you represent him and relay the message. Don't keep it to yourself. We are ambassadors not secret agents. Okay, we all know him. He's, he's a very bad secret agent because everybody knows his name is James Bond. But, you know, if there really is no good secret agent to put up there because if they are a good secret agent, we don't know who they are. So, so let's, let's say that instead that's someone from the CIA who's been undercover all these, all these days and, and no one knows who they really are. And that's how we live our lives in Christ very often. No one knows we belong to him. It's a secret that, that somehow we, we seem like nice people, but it's like the, the television interviews. I, I never would have known about him, this or that. You wonder if people ever would have known about us. Are, are we undercover agents and... Uh, not, not representing our boss, or are we ambassadors? Um, uh, we, we watch Madam Secretary a lot, and, and the difference is an ambassador is very publicly representing the nation they represent. And just build the parallels. We are, very, we are to be very publicly representing the God we represent. Amen? And as we walk through our lives, you know, uh, uh, an ambassador and a uh, use Secretary of State, she's, she's kind of the uber ambassador. Uh, I, one of the other things I never really had on my radar is every embassy in every country is overseen by the Department of State, which is run by the Secretary of State. So this is, so uh, the Sec State is the uber ambassador to the, to the, to the cosmos, to, to, the, um, to the world. And so as they... Uh, officially re- represent U.S. interests, their lives must be beyond reproach. 
and, and examples of, of ethics and character. Uh, they are empowered by the United States government. As, you know, if you travel internationally, you know how much, how much power an American passport has. Now, an American embassy has even more power, and the Secretary of State representing the United States even more so. And they are aligned with the boss's policies. Even if they don't agree with them, they officially represent them. They help others to build consensus, to, to, to provide aid, all kinds of wonderful things. The, the parallel breaks down eventually. However, there's so much we have in common with an ambassador in, in, the, uh, in the secular government, especially when it comes to representing our boss's interests. What are our boss's interests? Jesus says he came to seek and to save that which was lost. He has come to restore humanity to its place in, in, in face-to-face contact with God. He has come to rescue us from our sin, whether it's just us or the enemy trying to lead us astray. He has come to, to be all of those things, and as his children, as his agents, as his ambassadors, we are called to live out his purposes, not as secret agents, but as, as ambassadors. This text here at the end um, in verse 19, in Christ, no, let's go back please. In Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. That's another place where the Greek gets, gets profound and, and we don't have words to really do it completely. Um, in the NIV, I think we're simply given the message here. Entrusting to us is, is, uh, is a good way to put it. But the, the verb itself is, is literally the message has been put in you. It has become part of you. It's not something we know. It's something we are. It's not something we know. It's something we are that works its way out in how we think and feel and act and speak. And this is the most challenging thing uh, to me as I think about living as a new creation and all the ways that we are called by Paul in this passage to, to exhibit Christ, to look at people differently, to rely on, on his strength and walk out the truth of my being a new creation. You know, uh, the responsibility for other people that this places, me, uh, places on me is, uh, is overwhelming until I remember that he's the one doing it all. And when this happens, when this, this message is put in us, is, is this point from well, two or three weeks ago. This is the from now on moment that Paul refers for his own life and, and refers to us in our from now on moment when we in this moment are joined. I, for some reason, Jesus and his cross have been here in downstage right for me this whole time. So I, I, I don't know why that is. But this is where Jesus has died on the cross and we are connected with that 
in our grave, and as he comes up out of the grave and we come up out of the grave, this is the moment when we are reconciled, and this is the moment when we become reconcilers. It's not something you have to grow into. It's something you are. It's at this moment when, when the message has borne its fruit, when Jesus' submission has, has fulfilled its mission and, and we have been born again in him and made new creations. It is that from now on moment that we are made ambassadors. We can increase our skill level. We can increase our ability to tell stories and relate to people. But the truth of who we are it, well, he's gone, but you know what I'm talking. Is there the moment we surrender to Christ and are born again? We are ambassadors. If anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation and they officially represent him. Whether we feel like it or not, because people are seeing us and God help the person that we've been a secret agent towards and actually not acted like a Christian, and then they find out that we say we are. The damage done in, is, in those instances is far worse than the CIA agent that, that stays undercover and you never find out who they belonged to really. So, so what? For our takeaway, can I ask you, do you, do you trust me? Please stand. Would you put one of your hands on your chest, please? Join me, Pat. There we go. And repeat after me. I am Christ's ambassador. I am Christ's ambassador. I am not just the messenger. I am not just the messenger. I am his message. Jesus, love through me. Spirit, speak through me. To your glory and purpose. In Jesus' name. Amen. And so our benediction is that theme verse. You can say it with me. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Three words every day this week. Pass it on. Pass it on. Thank you for listening to this week's message from the Oak Haven Church. We're located at 2175 Witzel Avenue in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. To hear previous podcasts, visit our website at oakhavenchurch.net.